Witness history this year at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch it. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. It's three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off. We'll see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if fresh faces rise to the challenge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all goes down. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. Boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we're coming at you. It's rounding out the year. We're in the month of October. There's just a lot of tournaments going on. I mean, Bryce, you and I were talking about this. The schedule is kind of weird in the sense that we've got tournaments that are ending in the middle of the week. And I, I don't know, it's just kind of kind of crazy, man. But a lot of tennis going on regardless. So what's uh, what's going on with you and what are your thoughts? It's, it's weird. It's like this whole Asian swing just kind of came upon us, right? I mean, I, I mean, did we find Peng, Peng Shui? I mean, I, 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 I mean, apparently, I guess everything is good over there now, right? I guess I mean, so, right? I mean, <laughs> either to take that money. I, I, that's what I was getting ready to say. They were like, we, we, we feel for Peng Shui, but, you know, this check right here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but seriously, I don't know. And I can't remember who brought it up, but in all honesty, you know, there was a reason why we weren't playing the China right. tournaments and the Asian swing. And, and I never really heard a resolution to anything that made us say, Oh, okay. Everything's good. We're we're good with everything. We're we're gonna head back over now. And no, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me. Actually, I mean, not not ha ha funny, but kind of but kind of strange funny. funny. Strange funny. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Because I'm like you. I thought there was, you know, you know, we had the ban. You know, of course, still have the ban with Russia. There was the whole thing with China trying to find Peng Shui, and then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. it just it just kind of I don't know, it dissipated and, and next thing you know, they're reinstating all of the tournaments in China. And again, I, you know, I can't help but but uh, uh, suspect that it was uh, financially motivated. So uh, correct. But with that being said, hey, it is what it is. We got tennis and that's what we're here and we're going right. to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of weird because like you were also saying like that men's tournament, it seemed like it went from midweek to midweek and uh, because I really wasn't watching like that. I didn't know if that was weather related or, you know, now they're changing these schedules for the 1000s, trying to stretch them and make them a week and a half or two weeks. And look, I'm going to just say this and I'm going to leave it alone. Tennis already struggles to keep, you know, their audience engaged, right? I don't know why they continue to complicate things to make it more difficult for, I mean, like, we're going to watch because we're in it like that. Right. But most people aren't into tennis like that, especially in the U.S. And and Tommy Paul was just talking about that, saying, you know, tennis is like the 20th ranked sport in the United States. Don't Nobody really care about what's going on in tennis. So I would think, and granted, maybe this is all more difficult than it seems, but I would think the powers that be that run the tours and that run, you know, the television schedules and access and versus 
going to Peacock Plus and all this other kind of stuff. Right. We should be trying to make it as simple and as easy as possible for people to be able to watch tennis. And it just seems like that doesn't seem to be the most important thing to the powers that be. I mean, granted, we know what the most important thing is, but at least kind of tease us a little bit, act like that ain't it, you know? It would be nice. It would be nice if they did, but no, they are like, it's all about the money right now. We're trying to make them coins and we're going to do whatever we need to do to do so, which is, again, it's it's a little bit disappointing, but I, I think they will gain some 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 lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I, I think for U.S. specifically, I think they're counting or banking on their star power to come through to kind of bring bring tennis up because I don't know if you know, you, of course you noticed this, but once Coco won the U S open, I mean, her, 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 her star power has just mm-hmm. risen. You've seen more commercials with her right. and, you know, so I think that they're going to definitely try and push that as sort of like, Hey, here's, here's kind of a, the new Williams sister. So won't y'all come back. If y'all left, why don't you come on back? You right. know what I'm saying? And it's her cousin. It's her cousin. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly right, and, and on the men's side, like I said, they've got a lot going on, a lot of great male, you know, men potential. But of course, right. I honestly feel like they're putting their putting their coins really behind like a Ben Shelton. I think Ben is going to be the one to get the breakthrough for the U.S. men. Um, again, I just feel like he's got that it factor, man. You know. And you know what's interesting, Isaac? And I know, and right now we're just talking tennis in general. Yeah. You know, uh, clearly on the women's side is Coco. I mean, I don't even think Jessica even really had that kind of X factor right. to be the face of women's tennis from the U.S. side. Right. Um, so I think they were always kind of banking on Coco. And now that she's really breaking through and, and owning that spot, that's great. But I think... I thought on the men's side, they were kind of banking on Tiafo. They were. To be that person. And it seems like there's been a little bit of a shift to me that it's a little more behind Ben Shelton. Well, and I think a lot of that is because, you know, again, the U.S. Open. I think mm-hmm. that unfortunately for Francis, he has not had a good follow-up year to last year when he made that semifinal of the U.S. Open. We were expecting... Again, we you know you know Americans we greedy we want more right. we want more and unfortunately as compared to what he did last year he definitely has not been able to to keep that same level and and I mean just recently I mean I don't know if you saw the tournament this week but he got stole on by Sonico I mean so he was just kind of like slapping forehands I watched that match I was like I was like ooh I was like ooh. Like right. no one should be able to put it on you like that. Sonigo was just on in fuego. And right. So right. to get back to my point though, I think that's the thing, you know, Bryce, is that unfortunately Tiafo has not been able to kind of live up to all of the hype that was right. being generated around him mm-hmm. last year. And I think a lot of that now is being transitioned over to Ben because Ben Shelton is the real deal. Right. He yeah. is. He yeah. really, really is. And he's only gonna get better. Exactly. You know, he's only going to get better. So anyway. Yeah. So they're playing tennis in China right now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So, I mean, there was a lot going on, Bryce. I mean, we've got a a bunch of tournaments. Uh, Again, the weird schedule. So there were a couple of, of, of weird, you know, schedules and what have you. So. You know, I, I don't know where you want to jump in, and maybe we should just kind of start off with, um, I guess the they had a an event, uh, Astana 
for the mm-hmm. guys. And right. I'm trying to think who, you know, again, we had an American did pretty well in right. that one. You had Corey right. that made it to the made it to the to finals. F- yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, he got upended by uh, by Manorino. What are your thoughts on that one? You know, that was, you know, fresh legs versus experienced veteran guile and 22 pound tension and uh, in, in, in the racket. Uh, you know, Manorino is just a tough out for anybody. And the funny thing is, he was saying at the end of that tournament that I guess he got so much love over there from the crowd. And he said, I don't get this much love in France, <laughs> you, you know? So he was hyped. He, I didn't see the actual match, but I saw the score. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just anybody that knows tennis and follows the tour, you can understand why Manorino won that match. Um, you know, he just has that guile and, He's a tricky guy to play, and if Corda was off in any way, right? Yeah, that was that was it for him. Exactly, it, it did go three sets. I mean, unfortunately, you know, Corda took that whole biscuit in the last set, the third set. But again, like you said, Manorino is a tricky, tricky opponent. He's a lefty. Mm-hmm. He hits really flat. So I could definitely see how how something like that. Um, could go down. But kudos to Corda, though, because he seems like he's starting to, again, ratchet up a few more wins. He's coming back again off of more injuries. So I still I still think pretty highly of that guy. I feel like he is going to be a perennial top 20 player for sure. And he said he came out and said in the press that he wants to be in that group with Alcaraz and center where they're you know, they've got the rivalry. And, you know, and and they're going at it. He didn't mention Runa, but (laughs) I I, I guess Center and Alcaraz are the ones that he definitely saw up there. But, um, you know, he you know, he's got a game and and he has an opportunity to become the top American with, you know, as long as he can stay healthy. Well, and that's the thing is him staying healthy. And I feel like it's going to be a battle between him and Ben. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know, man, I just as much as I like Corda and I love his game and it's it's just, you know, I, I just again, it's hard for me to see once Ben is fully Ben, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for me to see anybody um, taking over that number one male ranking from him. Right. I just I just feel like he's the one that's going to own that for for mm-hmm. a, a good while, maybe even a decade. Oh wow! I, I really right. believe that, bro. Because he that he's just got that fire, bro. You know, you know, he does. He just yeah. got that fire, man. And he's a competitor, and he just he wants to win, and he wants to be the best, and he's not afraid of the moment, and that's the biggest thing, and that's the one thing that right. we've always talked about with Alcaraz. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not afraid of the moment. He embraces the moment and is like, "Yes, bring it on! I want more of those moments." I see that in Ben Shelton. Right. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, so, okay, so that was Astana. Yes, yes, Astana. And what else did we have over there, bro? I think there was – was there another tournament happening that week? Um, for the men, um, well, if you're talking about last week, you know, of course you had the tournament where you had Center and Medvedev and Alcaraz, um, you know, uh all I think of that them. was China, wasn't it? Wasn't that the China mm-hmm. Open? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we had um, Center 
who took out Alcaraz in the semis, which was, uh, you know, where we're seeing the rivalry of the future is going to be. Um, But I was actually expecting, because he had never beaten Medvedev, you know, he met Medvedev in the final, and him getting that 7-6, 7-6 win over Medvedev in the final, I think, is going to be a major hurdle for him mentally now. Uh, kind of like Coco a little bit with the Eagle win at the Canadian uh, yeah. this Although year. Although I have some thoughts on that, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. <later>. okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I, you know, uh, shout out to Center because I will tell you this. People have been throwing Center's name in this mix with Alcarez and stuff in the future. And just personally, I'm not the biggest center fan. I don't dislike him at all. I mean, he, you know, he did nothing to me, but you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, you know, he's got that kind of odd walk on the tippy toe type thing. And, you know, he hits the ball hard and it, it just, you know, I don't, I can't say that I particularly enjoy watching center, but in terms of him coming through, starting to come through now in some big matches, uh, you know, he, he's going to be one to contend with for sure. Absolutely. He now owns the head-to-head against him and Alcaraz. They're 4-3 mm-hmm. and three now. So, I and I agree with you, Bryce. I mean, for me, center is just, um, I don't know, for me, I just never quite saw the full, I guess, package. I just, I saw right. him, he hits the ball hard, but I didn't see enough variety, I guess, to really right. be bought into his, you know, his potential. But I am beginning to see I guess what others had seen, and mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I, so I, he to me is improving, and I think a lot of that has got to do with Darren Cahill. Cahill. I think that he's bringing a lot of different nuances to to Sinner's game and his mindset. So I mean, I, I definitely see a lot of, of of great potential in him, and I like mm-hmm. I, I agree with what you said. I think him being able to beat Medvedev in a final that is mm-hmm. going to do. Uh, just a tremendous amount to his overall mindset and and, and, I, and just, you know, yeah, I just think he, it's going to be a real positive for him big time. Right, right. Yeah. So shout out to him for getting that. Uh, that was a thousand title, right? 500. 500. 500. Okay, that was 500. Yeah. Uh, for getting that uh, 500 victory there. So Absolutely. now. What was the name of the tournament we had where you had uh, Jabbar? Yes. So that one, what was, that was like a, oh, I'm going to butcher that name. Um, it, Ning, Ningbo, the Ningbo <laughs> Open in China. Y'all don't, don't be, don't be mad at me. But regardless right. of that, on Jabbar won that title. And boy, did she win it. She was playing that Schneider, Schneider, Schneider I think. Sh- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Schneider. And uh, yeah, she, she, she went to the bakery with her. Yeah, and, six, you know, two, six, one. and I was glad to see it because you know what, Jabur has been taking some L's. Yes, she has lately. Yeah. You know, yep. And uh, I don't know if she had ever really been right since that Wimbledon loss. You know, I just think something had kind of been off with her spirit or something. Right. And um, but so good, you know. Sometimes you have to drop back down to the two fifties. Exactly. Go ahead and get that mojo rolling again exactly. uh, because we need um, a focused Jabur uh, in that mix of that Rabakana, Sabalenka, Coco Golf, Iga, Sviantek. It's starting to get a little crowded up there. It really, um, it really is. Yeah. And I mean, with Jabur, she, you know, I feel like 
she's, you know, she, again, she's got that great game style. She's just a great person, of course, but, you know, I feel like she just needs to get that confidence up. And I think right. that this will do a lot in moving her forward. And she's hey, and she locked in as, uh, as far as I I know she's locked in a spot at the yearning championships for the ladies. I think she has. Yeah. yeah. So with mm-hmm. that, hey, you got your spot. Now it's, you know, get get your confidence right so you can go up in there and and, and hopefully work some things out. Right, right. Yeah. So so does that bring us to this week? Well, uh, we tour- had one more, and that was that mm-hmm. tournament that Cooter actually won. Mm, um, yes, Kudovatova got her got her um the toy uh, Torre Pan Pacific. She ended up taking that title um over uh, Jess Bagula, and this is the reason why I wanted to talk about that because because <laughs> again, you know how we talk about our girl. Not like I said, we we love Jessica Bagula. Mm-hmm. Once again, here's yet another example of her not being able to really get over the finish line because again she was the top seed as i understood it at that tournament and and you know true enough though she did have i think she had a losing record against cooter going into the match oh wait a minute wasn't Iga in that tournament because didn't cooter take out Iga? yes yeah so, so, so cooter was playing some good tennis yeah so Iga was probably the top seed oh yeah good point yeah yes. but i think jessica would have been number two though Yes, she. In fact, that's that's what it was. Just was the number two seed, and mm-hmm. Cooter, yep, that's exactly right, Bryce. Yeah, and so again, you would have expected for mm-hmm. Jess to be able to seize that opportunity, seeing that Iga, you know, got taken out, to be able to then, you know, see it, see it all the way through. But yeah, unfortunately, she got beat up pretty good, seven five six one. Yeah, I think it's like you've always said, Isaac. I mean, um, Jessica, she's kind of like how we saw Svitolina back in the day. She's actually probably should be accredited with being a bit of an overachiever because she just doesn't. I mean, she has nice, flat, consistent ground strokes. She moves well. She doesn't give up a lot of points. She makes a lot of balls, you know. But she really doesn't have those offensive weapons to really take it to somebody. Right. Uh, and so when she plays these other players that do have offensive weapons, um, you know, she's always going to be at a bit of a disadvantage there. And if they're on, she she kind of de- has to depend on them being a little bit off. Right, right. But but if they're on, and, you know, Cooter is definitely one that can get on. One. She, yeah, she um, and that's who who Pagula t- typically meets in these semis and in these finals. These people that are on their game, they've got these weapons. And now, you know, you have to include even from an American standpoint, Coco Goff. Oh, for sure. And that conversation, right? Absolutely. You know, she's not even the top American anymore, which I think if, of anybody, it doesn't bother Jessica Pagula, right. you know, about that. She's probably extremely happy for Coco. Uh, because this is what Coco has been touted for. Exactly. No, hey, wasn't nobody talking about Jessica Bagula five, six years ago with like being at the top. So it really goes to the point that you made about her really overachieving because I don't think anybody expected her to have the success that she's already had. Correct. Absolutely agree, Bryce. I absolutely agree. So I, I, I too, like I said, I'm beginning to kind of readjust my thought process on Jessica Bagula and Jesse and. 
And like I said, I feel like she has done a great job getting where she's at. But like you mm -hmm. said, I, I, I'm kind of beginning to put her in that Svitolina um, bucket of she is a really great player, um, but may have, you know, she may have kind of hit the ceiling as it relates to, you know, what what all she can do. So I don't know that I would necessarily see and or expect Jessica Bagula to raise a Grand Slam title. Right. Now, we may have to reevaluate Svitolina now with this new forehand. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, she yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, because she, she came back with a weapon. She she was just like, listen, I've been lifting baby sky, and my, right. and my forehand is right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, you know, she may be like, no, nah, you got to take me out of that category. <laughs> I, 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 well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how right. she continues moving because I definitely want to see another, a, a full year of her. And I think that mm -hmm. 2024 will really be able to get a good idea of if she can kind of maintain that momentum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. But yes, so then that, of course, then takes us to this past week where they had the 1000 for the ladies. And I believe that was the China Open. Mm hmm. Yes. All right. Where are you, well, brother? Well, I, I'm going to immediately go to the match everybody was looking forward to, and that was our semifinal between Iga and um, uh, Coco Golf. And so Iga did the Coco what Medvedev's going to do the center next time they play. Uh, <laughs> she was like, I'm real happy for, for all your recent success, mm -hmm. but. Mm -mm. I ain't going nowhere. Stuff no. still got to come through me. And, you know, and, and before I get on Iga and give her her props, shout out to Coco Golf. What was it? 16 matches mm -hmm. in a row. Yeah. Uh, going out there, winning convincingly, you know, just a new brand of tennis from her, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, she has been on one for the last, you know, month and a half, two months. So kudos to her and all of the success that she has been able to produce um, in this window of time. Um, and, and you know, if someone's going to stop your win streak, you know, hey. Oh, yeah. If, you know, it'd be. And, and, and Bryce, there's a couple of things I, I, I want to talk about. And I guess the first okay. and foremost is. And, 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 and I don't mean to say this as any type of a, any type of shade on my girl, Big Sab, because you know, I love me mm -hmm. some Big Sab. That's mm -hmm. my girl. She's on my team. Mm -hmm. But if, but honestly, when I think about who is the best player in the world, I still think Iga is the best player in the world. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Even though Sabalika yeah. has the ranking, right. when I, I, when I saw her match and then I saw the double faults and I'm just kind of like, Right. You just, Iga's game is solid. Iga's right. game is solid. Her mental is solid. So, yes, Sabalenka has had an outstanding year. She's mm -hmm. number one in the world. She deserves that ranking because she earned it based on the rules that are in yeah. place. Mm -hmm. But if I think about just who is the best player right now on the women's side, I still go back to Iga. I really do. Because to me, she has the most complete game across mm -hmm. the board. And here's what right. I'm going to say real quickly. I'm going to toss this one over because I would love to get your feedback and or reaction to this. 
The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years, and Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your smart TV or your phone live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to continue their legacy on the clay courts? From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all happens. And I know, ooh, and I'm probably going, ooh, I'm going to probably get some shade for this, for saying this, and I apologize up front, but I'm just going to tell it like I tell it like I know it, mm. or as I see it, rather. I love Coco Golf. I love mm. her to death. Simply put, though, Coco is always, in my opinion, going to have a major problem when she plays Ega. Because mm. there's something about Iga's forehand that mm. just does not. If, if Coco can work with anybody else's game, but right. Iga's game is just something that, in my opinion, I don't know that Coco is is going to be able to be. She beat her, and I think that is right. great. I do feel like she will beat her in the future. But going in, I honestly feel like Iga will always have that edge whenever it's an Iga versus Coco matchup. Because I don't, even with her improving her forehand, there's just, in my opinion, something about Iga's forehand that does not work well for Coco. And I just okay. feel like her athleticism, because Iga, and I feel like that's actually an underrated part of her of her game as well. Iga can move. Iga does oh, that Kaiser yeah. slide with the split. Mm -hmm. She's got all of that. And so I don't think she gets enough credit for her athleticism. So I feel like she right. matches Coco very well with the athleticism piece. So I, I, like I said, bro, I, as much as I love Coco, I know she's going to improve her game and get better and better. I always do feel, though, that going into that matchup, it's gonna it's gonna be an I will always honestly potentially have Iga as getting having the edge going into that matchup. And I'll stop there and pass it over to you to get your yeah. thoughts. I, I'm with you halfway there. And and what I mean by that is I think what you're saying is absolutely true today. Uh one of the things that was very surprising to me was when they interviewed Brad Gilbert hmm. and Brad said, We haven't even started working on the forehand yet. Right. You know, it's just been increasing her level of aggression. Uh, my thing is, if they do modify that forehand, because to me, this is what the issue is. Iga hits a very fast forehand. It comes at you very quickly with a lot of spin. So not only is it coming fast, it's bouncing high. Coco, and I feel like I kind of know what this feels like because I think about my own forehand, you know, that when you have that big wind up and you're having to go from low to high and over the ball, if you have a fastball coming and it's bouncing high, that's hard for you to hit. As long as she has that forehand, yes, I totally agree with you. If Brad can come in and he can get her to cut down that swing, yeah. and because see what Coco likes actually on that forehand are lower bouncing balls. Right. 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 Yep. If he can get it where she's able to take those balls a waist high. 
mm-hmm. and and to hit through them, that will be the change. Right. Because beyond that, I give Coco the edge at the net. Yes. I give Coco the edge on movement. Yep. I give Coco the edge on the serve, and I give Coco the edge on the backhand. Yes, yes, I, I agree. You know? agree. So, but as long as that forehand, like you're saying, is still the way it is, Ega will win that matchup every time, and Ega is good enough to force that matchup, Correct. right? She can run around her back, because she'll lose that backhand to backhand against Coco, but she is quick enough where she's able to run around that backhand and hit and that hit forehand. forehand. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. And and she has the mental the strategy to know mm-hmm. when to go to the backhand and when to go yep. to the forehand. Because there are mm-hmm. times when, like, if you need an important point, and if you always pegging that that forehand, you go to that backhand, you go get your quick point because they're not going to expect it. And right. I, I feel like Biga knows that and she knows how to play that. Right. And you know what? As happy as we all were for Coco to finally get that win over Iga up in Canada, I never thought after that match that, okay, all of a sudden now we 50-50 between the two. I I expected Iga to win this match. Yeah. Same same here. Same here. And and, and she won it actually pretty convincingly. I think it was two and four, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Yeah. and and I kind of like I was saying before, I kind of expect the exact same thing to happen next time Medvedev and center play, right. you know. <laughs> uh, and it, even in that match, it was seven six seven six. But you know, I think Iga and Medvedev are those kind of players that number one, they like that revenge match, right? And number two, they are both smart enough, or their camps are smart enough to know how to make those kind of micro adjustments right. to make a make a difference. Absolutely. But I, I think, you know, as long as Coco has that forehand, I still see Ega winning probably three out of every four times yeah, they play. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. So so that's kind of I that the, of that whole tournament. That was the one match that I was just kind of like, you know, to focus in on, even though, you know, I got my my favorite matchup, which is, of course, Rebecca versus Big Sam. I love yeah. that matchup. Those yeah. Girls. I just love I And when I go into that matchup, I'm like, I don't really care who wins. I just enjoy right. watching those two play against one another. And on this go around, Rebecca was like, yes, sis, I still I still got I still got you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then our, you know, Samsonova or Samsonova. Yeah. You know, she. She has had a really good summer. Yes, yes. She is yet another extremely big hitter of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you come, when you, if you're just talking about pace and hitting the ball, she is mm-hmm. definitely one of the top players on the WTA that can do that. And and again, I think that we saw that against like Rabakina. She used that mm-hmm. power. But when you go against an Iga, Iga's like, nah, sis, you got to bring more <laughs> to the table than that because I can, I can do that. <laughs> Eagle was like, I don't know if you've ever visited my bakery. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> and we got the hot sign on outside. It's fresh. Hot. It's hot and it's fresh. <laughs> yeah, Eagle was like, no, I didn't already I didn't dealt with Coco. Sis, I ain't trying to play with you. Go get out. No. It was two whole biscuits, right? Yes. Yeah. Like I said, she 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 yes, she opened it up. She opened up. The <laughs> sign was there fresh. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so great, 
you know, win for Iga, uh, 1,000 level tournament, her fifth tournament win of the year. Um, Even though she's, and, and, you know, I don't know if you heard, I can't remember if it was a press interview or the interview on court. Mm -hmm. She was saying that, you know, her falling back to number two actually relieved some pressure from her, you know, and uh, and now she feels kind of like, okay, she can swing out again. Uh, Because I guess when you are number one, that basically means like you are expected to win every single time yeah you step on the court and, and you're the hunted you are yeah. the hunted it's like mm-hmm. everybody want a piece of that number one everybody right. wants something mm-hmm. so um so anyway i think this will do well for a confidence um and you know I, I don't know if you have any early predictions for the year-end finals I just know it's going to be fire, bro, because uh-huh. I love the fact that, you know, the ladies that have have gotten their spot. Um, I really think it's going to be it'll be interesting, of course, to see the different groupings. Of course, I do not want to see Coco in Iga's group. I will say that off right. the bat. I just don't want to see that matchup. But right. everybody else, let they let them fall where they may. I think it'll right. be good. What about you, bro? What are your thoughts? Um, I will tell you this. Just. The one reason I kind of want to see Iga and Coco in the same group hmm. is because I want them to have an opportunity to meet in the finals. Oh, I see. For sure. I see. Because you know, she, if she's in the other group, she can potentially be matched up with Iga in the semis. Correct. That is correct. So if, if they're one and two out of their group and they both take out their – other group person, I would love for an Iga Coco final, you know, okay. at the end. Okay. But um, you know, I'm hey, I'm 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 like you, and I'm probably like a lot of the WTA as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I still view Iga as kind of the one to beat. Yeah. Um, and I am you know, if I had to be a betting man going in, I would bet I would put my money on Iga. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and honestly, Bryce, I think it's a good chance that we will see that grouping because Iga's, Iga's two, Coco's three. They typically do uh, one and four and two and three as far mm. as the groups go. So, you know, I don't know that. Well, you never know. I know I know it's supposed to be they pick them, but most of the time that I see it, it's typically one and four are in one group and two and three are in the other group. So, right. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I would. I would hope to see. I wouldn't if Iga and Coco in the same group. I don't want Pagula in that group either. No, no, I know. I agree with you. you. Know. I know. I yeah, because she unfortunately I think would get stolen a couple of times. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I do want her to get up in there and at least get. Because remember, she she went over similar to Coco last mm-hmm. year, both yeah. in singles and doubles. So I think they need. They've got a lot to atone for in the championships right. this time around. I would like to see her have to go against Sabalenka and Rabakina. Yeah. With her game, you right. know. Right. Yeah. I think that would be a good yeah. matchup for sure. Right. And didn't Sakri make it? Uh, she may have uh, with she, that tournament win. Yeah, I think she might have slid up in there. They probably all voting for her to be in their group. <laughs> <laughs> Put over here. No, put it over here. Because real quick, and I know this is going to seem like where did this come from based upon what we're talking about. Yeah. But I'm sorry. And 
Sissy Pies to me is really, really, really at the risk of of like completely missing his window. Yeah, yeah. I I, I honestly feel like he's he's he kind of has because again, you see these kids that are. You know, Alcaraz is already there. You got Center that's finding his game. Runa done stood upon him a couple of times. I mean, everybody who wants a top ten win, they want to play Tsitsipas. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I I believe you, Bryce. I feel like his window might might have slipped away at this point. I really really do. Yeah, and it's uh, unfortunate because he's got a great game. He seems like a great guy. Um, you know, but I, yeah, I just I. I personally don't know that I see him raising a Grand Slam title at this point, given that Zverev is now coming back playing mm-hmm. much better tennis. You know, Medvedev already loves playing him. So there's just too many. <laughs> there's just too many, too many factors out there, too many people that he would have to go through at this point. Right. And we didn't even say Djokovic, who he's beaten a couple of times, you know, it, mm-hmm. when he did make his make his runs. So, right. yeah, I just I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Um, the tournament that's going on now for the men, what's, what's that one called? Um, it's China. At this time, it's in the thousand. So for the, I'm sorry, it's a 500. No, 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 no. It's a thousand. What am I talking about? I'm so sorry, Bryce. Yeah. It's a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, This, it's, um, it's Shanghai. It's not China. I'm so sorry. It's Shanghai. Shanghai Masters. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of good tennis that we've seen there. And I mean, you know, we, we're, we're sitting here talking about Medvedev, but you saw that he got stolen by quarter. <laughs> I did. I was surprised by that. Honestly, I watched that match Bryce. Again, going back to our discussion that we had about, again, Ben Shelton and quarter quarter has got some major talent, bro. He, he, he does. He can hit the ball and he's a clean ball striker, a deceptive movement really good strategically from a mindset perspective. He played mm-hmm. a great, great match against Medvedev and he didn't crumble. He, because, you know, most people, at, you know, when they got that lead, you know, a top player, what am I going to do? He was just kind of right. like, I'm, I'm doing me. I'm going to play my game. He didn't choke mm-hmm. it out. He actually, he, he beat Medvedev. He beat him. I mean, Medvedev was pissed, bro. Oh, because you know how he gets with his coach. He be letting his right. coach have it. At every point he was letting his coach <laughs> I, I was surprised the coach didn't walk out to be very honest with you it was I, like that so quarter frustrated him to that level and that again shows that he was playing some really great tennis in order to get that type of a victory over Medvedev who again this you know he loves those hard courts well I, I tell you what I was really surprised with was Taylor Fritz taking the L on a hard court to Diego Schwartzman, like everybody been stealing on Diego Schwartzman, you know. Everybody just bam, bam. Yeah, bam. so like, how how are you as the top American today, you know, <laughs> gonna <laughs> get stolen by many me, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is the resurgence, if you will, of of Diego Schwartzman, because you know Diego's been a competitor. He's got to win against Rafa, so you know we, he knows how to play. So, oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh, late, he just ain't done nothing over the like the last year. So the fact that he comes in and he's able to steal on Taylor and get a W, that's big. And for me, I maybe would have understood it more if it had been on clay. Right, right. But I'm thinking, now granted, 
he did win seven six in the third, so it wasn't like he, you know, right. he clowned him. But nonetheless, would Taylor Fritz's serve, you know, and ground strokes, I would have thought he would have won that in straights. And big time, big time. So you may have had one of those instances where, you know, you had a not so on Taylor Fritz and you had a Diego Schwartzman playing at his top level. Um, right. I didn't see the match, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah, but um, but yeah, kudos to Diego. I I personally hope that he is finding his game again because I really like Diego. Um, I you know I feel like you know because he's got you know such a you know you know he's just you know he he he's got to earn everything that he gets. He does. You know he does. Yeah. So happy for him that he got that W. Just a couple other people uh, matches as I was looking at the scores here that I wanted to bring out. Yeah. Um, number one. I continue to like the consistency that we're seeing right now out of Arthur Feast. Now, he took a third set loss 6-4 to Tommy Paul, which is not anything to be ashamed of at all. But the fact that he took him three sets, and every week we're seeing Arthur Feast making it to now the middle middle of these weeks of these tournaments. Man, I really think he is the real deal. And I think two years from now, he's going to be – I, I agree with you. I think that he will be in that conversation with again, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I know this is pushing us kind of far, but I, I, I believe he's got the potential to be someone that can contend with a Alcaraz, a center, a Rune, uh, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. that, he, I feel like he's got enough talent to be able to battle with those guys for sure. So right. it's just a matter of him continuing to grow his game, stay focused, stay, stay, you know, just stay on point. Cause I love what I'm seeing from Arthur Fees. Right. And then, uh, speaking of Arthur Feast, the guy that took him out at the U.S. Open, we watched that five-set match there in New York, uh, Arnaldi, he lost today to our Cincinnati guy, J.J. Wolf, 7-6 in the third. Um, And, you know, making the round of 16 in a thousand-level tournament is J.J. Wolf's furthest um, that he's gone. Absolutely. Uh, so I, it looked like JJ had a, had a little bit of a dip there recently, but this was a strong comeback from him. Right. And honestly, Bryce, he's got a great opportunity because he's playing Ugo Umber, who is also kind of on the come up. Um, he's had some some, you know, some rough struggles um, all last year, if you will. And so he's finally finding his game. But that's a winnable match. Uh, for J.J. Wolf, absolutely. So hopefully he's able to get up, get in there and really, you know, bring his full game to the court. Right, right. So um, other than that, um, I'm trying to think if we have any, we haven't heard any additional news on like Simona Halep and the the drug thing with her. Uh, nothing about Mikhail Emer. I see his brother is still playing. So, you know. That's good. Yes. Um, we know that the women's year in championships is going to be in Cancun. So mm-hmm. glad they finally decided to make that decision. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, WTA. <laughs> and make that merge happen. Yeah. yeah. With the ATP and the WTA. It would it would help. A lot with the WTA, I, I believe. I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I just think that there's just so many things that's continue to be just sort of up in the air and very volatile uh for the for for the women's tour. And it's and it's very unfortunate because you know they've got great stars and it's just a matter of, you know, really just, you know, 
you know, locking in that, that, that marketing. And, and I don't know, it just seems to be so, so volatile on that side. Right. It just doesn't, it's confusing to me, but right. with regard, but I agree with you. I think that if they were able to have some form of a, of a merger there, that would, I think that would definitely be a positive things, a positive thing across the board. Right. Right. So, well, if you don't have anything else, you know, I, I know we have to get to our IG live uh, tonight and see what the peoples are talking about and, and, and to talk and, and to answer their questions. Um, so we will be back next week uh, to talk about how the Shanghai uh, tournament has wrapped up um, and maybe start giving a little bit of a preview for these year-end tournaments that, that are coming up. But as always, we appreciate everybody for watching uh, and listening. Um, but we will be back next week. And on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone be well. <laughs> <laughs>